You're listening to episode number 59 of the Purpose Gathering Podcast. In today's episode, I can't wait to introduce you to Elizabeth Henson and share our conversation with you. Elizabeth is a podcaster, photographer, and passionate coach for creative business owners. She is the go-to expert in community management and leadership. She helps six and seven figure companies become pros at building and maintaining large communities that turn into marketing machines. Now, even if your business has not hit six or seven figures yet, you are still going to gain so much knowledge and a beautiful perspective around the idea of building community around your brand. Now, this doesn't mean that you have to build a completely separate community, but this perspective shift will change the way that you view those people who follow you. So if you're ready, let's get into today's conversation. Hey mama, welcome back to the Purpose Gathering Podcast. I'm your host, Ashley Freehan, and I'm here for all you mompreneurs out there feeling torn between raising a thriving family and building a business you love. I'm a photographer, community founder, podcaster, wife, and mama saved by grace, so I can totally relate to you multi-passionate mamas. Join me every week where I share with you the strategies and mindset shifts that you need to maximize your productivity and find peace in motherhood and business. That way you can have time for the things that really matter, like binging your favorite show and cookie dough. But seriously, are you ready to transform your life from feeling frazzled to focused and be equipped with the tools you need to juggle all the things? If so, you're in the right place. Hey, Elizabeth, thank you so much for joining us today. Welcome to the show. I cannot wait to talk to you today about building community around our brands. But before we jump right into that today, I would love for you to introduce yourself and let the listeners know who you are, who you live with, and what you do. Hi. Yes, I'm so excited to be here. Thanks for having me. I was thinking last night about how we met, and I think it's going to be so cool to tie that into our conversation. And I think it was in the Flowdesk community. So this shows that like these online relationships can actually turn into real life business conversations. So I'm so excited to be here. My name is Elizabeth Henson. I am a community and leadership specialist, and I help creative dreamers become leaders and the go-to authority in whatever it is that they do, whether it's service-based industries or products or artists. Um, And I really just help people build and attract communities that rave about them so they don't have to do it themselves. And who I live with. So I have three kids, my husband and I, and Gracie is seven. Madison is turning five next week. And then Anthony is a year and a half. Oh my gosh. I love that. So you know what it is like to be a mom with littles while you're raising a business, growing a business is what I meant to say. (laughs) Yes, 100%. So I was still teaching when I started. I started off as a photographer. Photographer was like my gateway into being an entrepreneur, which I think you have a similar journey. And um, I only had one kid. I was teaching and started my business. And then I quit teaching. And I have had, you know, since as I've been an entrepreneur, had my other two children. That's incredible. I love that. So for this conversation today, I know that so many of the listeners are wondering, 
like why it's important to build a community around our brand and what does that really even mean? So can you just take a few minutes to unpackage that and let us know why it's important and what does building a community around your brand mean? Yeah. So, you know, a lot of people like to use the word fans or followers. I don't really prefer either of those words because I don't like to look at other humans as, you know, a fan. And I don't like to look at myself as some type of, you know, influencer. Like there's a huge difference between an influencer and a leader. And you can look at what's on paper and like, sure, the influencers have community. Absolutely. But when you think about leaders, anybody that you view as a leader, they in some way, shape or form are leading a community or a group of people. And it goes back to they're somehow inspiring, they're creating more leaders, not more followers. You know, influencers kind of like can team up with brands, right? And they can talk about Old Navy and Walmart and all the things. But leaders are actually out in the world helping people become better people. So I like to use, you know, the term community instead of audience instead of fans, instead of followers, but really just making people feel seen and heard. And if you can master the ability to cultivate an atmosphere where people feel seen and feel heard, then you're going to end up being the loudest and most important person to them. And they're going to constantly come back to you. And then they're going to rave about your business. And it all is just this beautiful circle and law of attraction. I love that, Elizabeth. I don't even think I've really thought about it in that way before. I always think of the community being outside of Instagram, you know? And so I feel like, you know, I've heard people say, you know, build a Facebook community or, you know, build a community that's off of Instagram. But I love that you are just changing the phrase and saying, no, our community is still on Instagram. So thank you so much for sharing that. Yeah. And, you know, I I think it's great that you're actually kind of coming from the opposite because a lot of people like, they're like, oh, I just like want more followers. I want more fans. I want to be Insta famous. But I'm like, the magic is actually in those real life in person relationships. So the fact that you view community as offline is such a good thing because if we treat people online the same way that we treat them offline, it becomes actually like 10 times easier to build that community. Oh my gosh, that is so true. And I recently took the community that I had been building on Facebook and I took it even a step further onto its own platform um, because that's something that I'm really passionate about as well is making sure that the community that you build is somewhere that you own and not only on Facebook and Instagram. So I'm so glad you brought that up. Yeah, that's so important. What did you end up going with? Are you on Mighty Networks? So I actually ended up going with Circle. So it is a separate platform. I think it's similar to Mighty Networks, but I really love the community aspect, the app. I know Mighty Networks has an app too, but it makes it feel more intimate because Facebook, I feel like is getting, and Instagram both, are feeling so saturated and a lot of people are not wanting to go there all the time. And so I think it's important to you know, have this own platform that my community can grow and interact on. I love that. And are you finding that they're participating and engaging like the same, if not more than, you know, on social media or Facebook? So I found that on Facebook, it was definitely easier to get more engagement, but I would say the engagement there is a little bit more surfacey and it's not as deep. 
So I like to think of Instagram and Facebook as kind of like, I think I heard this from someone, maybe it was you. I don't know. I listened to so many people, but they talked about it as being like the nightclub where you go to meet people. And then the actual circle app is more of like the conversation that you have after, like the after party, you know, it's like where you grow deeper and you share more vulnerable things with the people in that community. And so that's what I really crave as a mompreneur. And I know that so many other mamas are ready to kind of transition off of Facebook and Instagram um, solely only for that, those deeper relationships. So that's what's worked really well for us. I love that. And does it have video and audio capability as well? So it doesn't have that like integrated, but you can obviously like upload your own videos. It doesn't have live capabilities yet, Um, but I just link to Zoom and we do our conversations on Zoom and then I can pre-record trainings and coachings and um, add those in. So it's been really good. Yeah. I know that was a little off topic, but I just, I love learning things too. I think that's so cool. Yeah. Well, I know that a lot of the listeners too really want to cultivate community. And so this is, I think for me was the number one struggle was deciding, do I stay on Facebook or do I go somewhere else? And where do I go? Because there's a lot of different choices. Absolutely. And we just always want to do what's going to serve our people the best. And, you know, I think as long as we're constantly auditing that, then, you know, it's great to try new things. But I know that's always where our heart is, right? Like what's going to be best for the group? Where are they going to feel the most comfortable and show up for themselves? Yeah, 100%. I love that. So can you share with us what are some of the steps that we can take to start building this community? Absolutely. So I like to break this down into three steps. So this will be super actionable for you guys. And what I'll do is we can kind of dive into them one at a time. And I want you to feel comfortable, like, you know, just interjecting or whatever that might look like. But the three steps are number one is to share the journey and like your journey and your vulnerability is going to build trust. Step two is what I call like nurturing, but in giving more than you get. And I've got a really cool analogy that I'm going to dive into about being a big fish in a small pond. And then step three is extending the invitation because so often we forget to actually tell people what it is we do and how we help them. Um, So let's start with step number one, which is sharing the journey and remembering that people trust leaders. So anytime that like we're feeling uncomfortable or like we don't know how to show up, always go back to that mentor or that person that you envision as a leader, like whether it's Ellen or Oprah or Michelle Obama, like whoever it is, like what would they do if they were on stage? You know, who do we need to become to lead a community in the way that we dream of? So when it comes to sharing the journey, like I always shared everything. Even when I was a brand new photographer, like I was blogging about like, oh my gosh, look, I got sun flare. I got a blurry background. And it's just like, not interesting to show up one day and be great and be polished and be perfect. So because I shared that journey, like from day one, before I even had a business license, people were on the journey with me and they were so excited. So when I was ready to start, you know, accepting photo shoots and taking money, I had a line of people because they had seen me go from zero to like actually good enough to do this as a job. And people forget that they think that they need to hide behind the curtain and just learn all the things and do all the things. And like, okay, now I'm ready. I'm going to pull back the curtain. Here I am world, take my money. But like no one has actually witnessed what's interesting, which is the actual journey. So that's just a really important part. And like, once we 
start doing it, it becomes easier. And even now in my business, I tell my audience exactly what I'm doing. Like, hey guys, I just took this community management position here and now I'm training under this person and now I just hired this person and I'm just 100% transparent in what I'm doing in my business. And then I second, think, yeah, go ahead. Oh yeah. I was going to say, I just think that is so incredibly important to mention that because I think as leaders and especially like brand new leaders, it can often feel like we don't want to share the hard stuff. We don't want to share the mess ups because we want to be taken seriously and we want to people to look to us and say, oh, she knows what she's doing. But what that does in turn is it sets the wrong expectation. And then people look to us as someone that they can never become, right? Because they're like, well, I can't do those things. I can't attain that level. I'm not there. And so they don't want to look to a leader who only shows the things that they're good at. They want to see a leader who's real that they can actually resonate with. So thank you for sharing that. Yeah. And, you know, it's like, like I said, it's just not that interesting to be good at something. And, you know, you said something about like, we want them to know that we're good at something. So how are they going to know we're good at something if we've never actually shared kind of the practice, the training wheels, right? Like people knew I was a great photographer because they saw my before and after in like real time. So people are going to build trust as they see us improve and they see how hard we're working, right? Like someone just showed up the other day who like pivoted in their business and like all of a sudden now they're like a a YouTube strategist. And I'm like, oh, that's cool. Like he switched, you know, genres, but like I didn't see any of the process. So there's no social proof. So the more of the process that we share, we're building up that social proof that actually makes us an authority. It's like so backwards as to what we would think. Right. And that is definitely true. When you see someone pop up that kind of came out of nowhere, you're like, wait a second, what else happened to lead you there? And you're right. That social proof is so important. Yeah. So the next piece is to sharing the journey or just remembering that like consistency is what builds trust. So like it's better to show up messy every week than to like disappear for a month and then come back. Like just you know, that's what social media is for. Like, I'm not all about like the perfectly curated. I'm about the real, the messy, you know, especially as moms, like we just don't have our stuff like all buttoned up the same way that somebody else would. So it's just showing up consistently, whatever that looks like for you is going to help build that trust with your, your audience or your community. I have a question for you, Elizabeth. So I talk to mamas all the time who feel and and I'm one of them. So so I can totally attest to this is that sometimes we are like heart-centered leaders, right? And so we have this really deep-rooted desire to be authentic. And so when you say to show up consistently and to show up messy, you're meaning to show up and just be vulnerable about the real, right? Like, so we might not show up in the way that we thought we would show up. It might not be the exact thing that we wanted to talk about, but just still showing up and letting people know this is what's happening right now. It's not what I was hoping, but I wanted to just let you know. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, just to show up at all. Like I think sometimes people just get the, you know, they want to be a perfectionist or paralysis of analysis. And I hear people all the time. They're like, I've created this entire course and I never sold it, you know? And I'm like, okay, great. So how many sales are you getting by actually like not putting it out there with the world? So like, (laughs) 
you know, we have, <laughs> exactly, exactly. So it's just showing up at all. Now, you know, I say I show up messy, but like you will very rarely see me, you know, show up without a lick of makeup or messy hair. Like I'm not exactly like super polished and put together, but like there's some kind of superpower in putting on my eyebrows for the day. So like yep. we can be, we can be messy and casual all at the same time. But what's important is that we just show up. I love that. And then I can just hear people listening, wanting to ask like, but how often do I show up? And like, what does that look like? And so do you have any advice for that? I know you just said to stay consistent. And I always tell the mamas in my community that, you know, choose something that you can actually do that is a little bit of a stretch, but it's not outlandish. So what do you suggest? You know, and I love this question because I do find this to be a little bit one of my unpopular beliefs of like, you know, I've tried to be the podcast on every Monday person, post on Instagram five days a week person. And as a busy mom, it just doesn't work for me. Like I have to kind of have that beautiful mix of like structure and freedom all at the same time. So I do not believe you have to post every single day to be considering to be considered as showing up. I show up on Instagram, you know, my stories probably every day in some way, shape or form. Like I don't post every single day. Sometimes like right now it's like once or twice a week, you know, because I'm just really working and really serving. And, you know, the more deeper we get into this conversation, the more I'm going to keep coming back to like getting on Zoom like you did with your people last night is so much more valuable than spending 45 minutes on the perfect Instagram post. So like as, as moms, if we have to pick and choose, like actually have an in-person conversation with somebody over here or have this perfect curated content, like choose the in-person every time. Like I promise it's going to pay dividends. Oh my gosh, that just totally spoke to me because I, this whole pandemic has been so hard for all of us. But I think the one thing that's been hardest for me is that in person piece and missing that community and that connection because it's so different showing up on an Instagram post than it is showing up on a Zoom call. But even more so, it's so different showing up on a Zoom call versus showing up in person. But I think however you can make it happen is so important to not miss that face-to-face community. 100%. So, you know, like 15 minutes of quality time with an actual human being getting to know you is going to, you know, give you a lot more ROI than a really great Instagram post. And I'm just, I've kind of made peace with the fact that like, I'm just not a huge like content generator. Like I'm way better in person. So I always laugh about like, I just sell Zoom space. Like that's what I do. Like I show up on Instagram. I love Instagram, but like, I don't find that to be like my end all be all. And I just try to give, you know, my students and my members that reassurance that it's, a, you can figure out your own path. This is your business by your design to, you know, create the the leads and the customers and the revenue. So good, Elizabeth. Thank you. Yeah. Okay. The last piece to sharing the journey is to be inventive. And you're such a good example of this because it's like, if you can't find something, don't be afraid to create it. And you, you and I have both done that with our memberships. Like I tried every entrepreneur membership under the sun in my area. I live in Hampton Roads, Virginia. I tried everything. And I was like, this isn't for me. This isn't for me. This isn't for me. And I started just talking to other women and figuring out what it is that they wanted. And I created my own 
in, in person membership called Hampton Roads Creative Network. And that was one of the best things I could have ever done. So if you try things and you can't find what you're looking for as a customer, don't be afraid to be inventive and do it yourself. Like lead the way, even if it's messy. So true. Thank you so much. Because I think a lot of the mamas listening right now, they want to create that community. They want to cultivate that. And I know that a lot of people are like, because they've said it to me, they're like, well, I mean, there's so many other communities out there that do what I want to do. So why does it matter? Why should I create something new? So what advice do you have for those mamas? I love that. So, you know, we have to figure out how to be not just a solution to a problem, but like the solution to a problem. So if someone has a membership that teaches the same thing as somebody else, what is the unpopular opinion or what is going to be that thing that makes it different? You know, like, and for myself, I just try to describe it like, you know, people that are going to align with my messaging are going to be the people that maybe already tried followers to fan society, or they already tried social curator. They've already tried the Instagram strategies. Like that's not working. They're feeling invisible. Like that's where I come in. So it's like, how can they not just be a solution, but like be the solution for whatever X, Y, and Z they've already tried that isn't working? Yes, that's so important to find that gap and fill the gap, right? I also think it's so important, and this is how I coach my moms too, is the fact that there's only one you, right? And Everybody gravitates to different people. We resonate with different people and relate to different people. And so I think it's important too that there is a variety of choices because, you know, like you mentioned, I might not resonate with one of those other membership owners because that's just, they're not in the same walk of life that I'm in. But because you're a mom and you're a business owner and you get my same struggles, I'm going to be more connected with you and want to give you my business because I know that everything that you say, all of your messaging is surrounding the same struggles that I deal with. So I think it's important to remember that we are all uniquely made and we all have our own gifts that we can bring to the table and there is enough business in the world for everyone. Oh my gosh, hundred percent. There definitely is. And another thing I would tell people that are struggling with that is like the way that we see our business determines what's possible. So if we look out in the world and we say, oh, it's oversaturated or, oh, too many people are doing what I'm doing. That's exactly the outcome that we're going to, you know, manifest or attract. Like, but if they change that internal narrative to exactly what you just said of, you know, I am unique, I do this different than anybody else. And there's enough room for me, then that's what we're going to attract. So just remembering that, how we view our business, how we view the way that we show up in the world and who we need to become is going to actually determine what becomes possible. I love that you mentioned that too, because I think mindset is something that a lot of people, I'm just going to say people in general, a lot of people stray away from identifying with a certain mindset because we're like, well, we just don't want to, you know, put this out there in the world that, I can do it. You know, I just, I don't feel it's possible. And so I feel like so many people miss this, that if, if you choose to have a positive mindset, then positive things are going to surround you. You're going to be looking for that evidence more often than if you are just sitting in that, like you just mentioned, and just, you know, not 
thinking that it's possible, not thinking that anybody would care to hear what you have to say. And that's paralyzing. And that can really hold a lot of people back from finding the success and starting something new is that fear of, well, there's just no room for me. So that mindset is huge. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, I feel like that's really where the gold is when it comes to any kind of mentorship or business coaching or any help is just not giving people the answers, but helping them change that internal narrative that's in their mind, because that's going to determine, you know, everything that's possible in their life and their business. Yes, I agree. So Elizabeth, what else, is there anything else that you can share with moms that are maybe just starting this idea and starting to figure out like, okay, so I'm going to share the journey. Like I'm ready to like get messy. I'm ready to be consistent and to show up. Like what, what do you think is the easiest way for moms to start building this community? Would you say like reaching out to people that they resonate with? Like how can they start to build that community? That's like the perfect segue into the second bullet point, which is to nurture. And I'm sure everyone has heard about nurturing their their clients or their potential customers. So, you know, of course it's the law of attraction, surprise and delight. Um, But I like to come at this from a little bit of a different angle where we model the kind of support that we want, right? So if you don't enjoy being sold to in your DMs, don't sell in your DMs, like modeling exactly what you want in return. And here's my favorite way to talk about this. So a lot of us get really caught up in you know, these influencers and like trying to figure out what Jenna Kutcher had for lunch, right? So people are spending their time in these comment sections and they're just almost being like a voyeur, right? But they forget that they have a superpower to actually change someone's day. So if they can position themselves and hang out in a place where they're a big fish in a small pond, rather than a teeny tiny fish in this huge sea of a thousand comments, wherever they might be hanging out, whatever influencer it is of the week. Like, what about Sally, who just started her business, and she needs you, right? Like, she needs you. And one comment on Sally's Instagram post or whatever it be could completely change the trajectory of her entire day. And we know because we've been there, right? Like I've been totally in the dumps, like nobody cares what I have to say. And then that one person comes in and they're like, I'm so glad that you shared this. Like this really meant something to me. Now my entire day has changed. So we forget that we have that superpower to touch people's lives in that way. So I always challenge people, like imagine if you just spent 10 minutes or 15 minutes finding the Sally's that need you and making their day, what a difference that would make. Because if you make someone feel seen and heard and you create that atmosphere, they're going to remember you forever. Oh my gosh, that gave me goosebumps. I can remember those same comments. I know exactly what you're talking about. And that reminds me of something that was shared with me recently. Like when you are starting to feel um, doubt creeping or you're starting to feel like you're not worthy or you're not good enough, keep a record of those messages that you get from those people that you were their Sally and they reached out to you and they said something uplifting to you. So I have been saving screenshots anytime someone says anything positive and uplifting to me. And then when I feel bad, I go back and I look through those and I'm like, look at the people who are here for me. Like, look at the people who I've been able to impact. 
like my work matters. And I think that's so important for us all to remember that. Yeah. And if we show up for that one person, like we go out in the world and we show up and search for that one person every single day, you know, imagine if you connect with one person every day, that's like 365 people that you could potentially have in your community simply from spending your time there where you're a big fish in a small pond, instead of spending your time like, you know, in these huge Facebook groups with like thousands and thousands of people. So, you know, I just really encourage people to to meet your community where they are so that you really stand out to them as that person that notices them. Oh my gosh, I love that. And then also think about the impact on all of those 365 people. They're going to go out and touch 365 people. And absolutely. how would that ripple effect change the world? Yep, absolutely. The ripple effect is something that's really been on my mind a lot lately and just understanding like, you know, the work that we do and helping other women and how you help other moms, like it's not just helping them, it's inspiring their children, it's showing other women what's possible, right? Like how many people are still stuck in a 9 to 5 that they hate and they get to see what you're doing in the world and even if they're silent, they're going to feel like it's possible just because they're able to witness somebody else doing that. And I mean, that's exactly how I got started. I didn't know anybody that was a photographer. And then this waitress, you know, I used to wait tables and then she all of a sudden got a camera and like made it huge. And it paved the way for me that like, that is possible for me. Like I saw her do it. We were waiting the same tables and now look at her. Like it totally showed me that was possible. And I did exactly that. So we have to show other people what's possible and create that ripple effect for their family and their kids. That is so inspiring. Thank you so much for sharing that. Yay. I love it. Okay. Well, we'll keep it moving. Um, So the third one I mentioned is to extend the invitation. And that's just that reminder that like nobody cares about what we're doing if we don't remind them and just reminding them how we are solving a problem. Like nobody wakes up in the morning and wants a coach. Nobody wakes up in the morning and wants a membership or the next course, right? Like you don't get out of bed and say, I really want a membership today. You wake up out of bed and you say, I really have a headache today. I need to go find a solution for the headache. So to constantly remind people of what you do, what problem you solve, and then of course the why, why you're passionate about it, why you're best, and then inviting them to join you on the journey. So that journey that we talked about in step number one, constantly asking people to join you. I mean, I remember when like before Instagram was a thing and I was just posting all these bad pictures, but like, Hey, if you like seeing me improve, like come like my Facebook page and like, you know, 500 likes turned into a thousand likes turned into 2000 likes because I remembered to make the ask. And we, you know, we shy away from being salesy, especially as women with our feminine energy but we have to remember to like invite people to come on the journey with us, right? Have those call to actions, remind people what pain point it is that you solve, and then, you know, be the person that facilitates the connections for other people. That is so important. And I think another thing that just came to mind when you were mentioning like not wanting to be salesy, I heard someone say this once and it always stuck with me. And it was like, you have the solution that someone needs. So you're not selling yourself. You are literally providing what they need. Like it's not, if you were trying to sell someone something they didn't need, then that would be salesy, right? But if you're showing up and you genuinely care and you have a solution that could help, like you're doing a disservice by not offering your 
service or product or whatever it is that you have to offer the world. And so when I when I heard it in that light, now every time I get afraid to sell, I'm like, I'm not afraid because this could change everything for them. This could change, like you mentioned, the trajectory of their whole family dynamic. This could change their life and their world. And I'm too scared because I don't want to sound pushy and salesy. <laughs> and so yeah. I think just remembering that changes my whole perspective. Absolutely. Like I, I always say someone is out there manifesting you right now. Like that's exactly what you said. And I always like to turn it back on people and, you know, ask them what their favorite store is. So like, you know, if they really love Old Navy, I'm like, okay, so when you get the 50 emails from Old Navy that they're having a sale, like, are you actually annoyed by them? Or are you just kind of waiting for the moment where you need that perfect pair of shorts for summer? And then you're ready for that email. And they're like, oh. <laughs> yes, totally makes sense. Yes. Right. Totally, totally. So the last little thing that has to do with extending the invitation is just to remember to make someone's path very simple to work with you. So like the confused buyer, you know, doesn't purchase anything. So just how can it be super light and easy for someone to work with you? And it's the smallest little things like making sure that your business is attached to your personal Facebook page. Like I love, I hate when I meet someone in a Facebook group and then I click on their page because I'm trying to go find their website to figure out what they do. And like, I can't find it. So like all over the place, whether it's, you know, in your Instagram bio or Facebook, or even when you meet somebody mastering that elevator pitch so that it's always super light and easy for them to work with you. If it's complicated, they're going to lose interest. That's a perfect reminder because I think so often a lot of us over explain. I am so guilty of that. I'm like, how can I make this shorter and sweeter and to the point? And it's just one of those things, like you said, you just have to keep refining your pitch, keep refining what you say to make sure. And and I would even practice it on people that are not your, you know, potential clients, but practice it on your family, practice it on your close friends and ask them, like, how does this sound? Does this make sense to you? <laughs> does it sound, you know, hard to understand? Oh my gosh, a hundred percent. I was like, I was so bad at this. Like I was always really good at it with photography. Like, I mean, photography came so easily to me, but then anytime you try to pivot, right? Like I'm trying to pivot from photography into this somehow business education space. And I was at a conference like two or three years ago and there's like 300 people there. And they just kept constantly challenging us to meet someone new and shake hands and explain what we do, who we help. Oh my God, I was so bad at it. But it was <laughs> such a good eye opener for me that like by the time I left, I had nailed it. And I was like, this has been life changing to like be able to articulate exactly what problem I solve, you know, and how people work with me. So ex you're exactly right about it. Just taking practice, practice, practice. Oh my goodness. Thank you so much, Elizabeth, for all of these super helpful tips. I would love for you to share with everyone, where can they connect with you? How can they learn more from you? And how can they work with you? Yes, absolutely. So I am Elizabeth.Henson on Instagram. My website is ElizabethHenson.co. Um, and, you know, just to recap, we had our three bullet points that are sharing the journey, making sure that we nurture and position ourselves as a big fish in a small pond, and then extending the inv in invitation. And I know you said you love to be super actionable. So I'm going to leave everyone with some things that they can do today to kind of get the ball started on these three steps. 
Um, and then you guys can totally tag me on Instagram at Elizabeth.Henson and I'll come show you some love and we'll hang out. I do all the things, like I said, real in-person, you know, relationships are where it's at. So the first one is what can you share today that you wouldn't normally share? So that can be anything, but anything that feels a little bit uncomfortable, uncomfortable. So like stepping outside that comfort, that comfort zone, what can you create? What can you share with your audience that you wouldn't normally share? Doesn't matter. It can be fuzzy slippers. It can be an offer that you've been dreaming of. Maybe you want to start another pillar in your business. Like say it out loud. I dare you. Um, The next one is who can you recognize today that isn't already in your circle? So like you know, when Ashley and I first met and I think it was, I think you posted something on Flowdesk and I probably creeped into your DMs. I don't remember, but like one of us probably got slightly uncomfortable to get that conversation started. So who can you recognize? Whose day can you make um, that's not already in your network? And then what can you ask for or remind people of what you do so that you can like simplify that path and invite people on your journey? So that is your action plan. What can you share today? Who can you recognize today? And what can you ask for today? And I can't wait to hear what you guys do. And I'm just so honored that you had me on the podcast. This was such a good conversation. Thank you. I am so glad that we met over Flowdesk. I honestly don't remember who messaged who, but I don't care. (laughs) I'm just glad we connected. And yes, it is so important to get uncomfortable for the sake of being able to connect and create that community around your brand that is going to lead to not only creating and cultivating real meaningful connections, but also in the future, referrals and raving fans. So I'm so excited for this conversation. Thank you so much, Elizabeth. Absolutely. And like, it really does work. And, you know, we didn't even dig into like the tangible examples, but just remember it's one relationship at a time and that everyone knows someone. So there's so many people that have hired me that I trace back to someone who never hired me. So just remember that like every single person you meet matters. Every single person wants to be, feel seen and heard. You know, if you can pass the mic or pass the stage, they're always going to remember you. And that ripple effect, that one person at a time mentality is going to be what builds that huge raving community. Oh, thank you so much again, Elizabeth. Yes, thank you. Have a great day. Thanks for having me on. Oh my gosh, mama. Wasn't that an incredible conversation with Elizabeth? I am so glad that I was able to bring her on this podcast. She opened up my eyes and gave me a new perspective of really thinking about our followers as a community. You'll hear that I totally said followers at the end. I'm still retraining my brain. But this is a really great concept that I hope that you have a little bit more insight on now and you can grasp this idea of treating the people that follow us as a member of our community. And so I hope that you have gained so much knowledge from Elizabeth. I cannot wait to hear what your biggest takeaway was. Please feel free to take a screenshot of this Share it out on Instagram and tag me at The Purpose Gathering and Elizabeth at Elizabeth.Henson and share with us your biggest takeaway. It means so much to me when you share this podcast with other mamas who are struggling, trying to put the pieces together while they grow their business and raise a thriving family at the same time. Join me next week for a brand new conversation. And as always, Mama, I am here rooting for you, and you are not alone on this journey. 
Thank you for listening to another episode of the Purpose Gathering Podcast. As we end our time together, remember that you were created for more. You were created to thrive with purpose and not just survive. So go out there and live your life with confidence and courage. For more resources and to become a part of our amazing online community and connect with like-minded mompreneurs, head to thepurposegathering.com resources. If you enjoyed today's episode, I would love for you to subscribe to the show and leave me a review on iTunes. Each review is so valuable to me and helps more mamas like you find the show. I'm so proud of you for listening and investing in your future. Together, let's link arms and make a lasting positive impact on our families and communities. You've got this girl, and I can't wait until next time.